Greetings, fellow nerds and geeks. Why don't you pull yourself up a chair, grab yourself a beverage, and prepare to enjoy a geek-tastic conversation. Welcome to the Geek Easy. Welcome back to the Geek Easy Podcast, the most prominent, prolific, always on time podcast of 2020 is here for you guys right now to talk about stuff. How'd that feel? It's got to have been almost a year since you've done that. It's been a long time. March was the last time we've done like a full-on regular episode of this show. Yeah, no, no. We got to do um, all the stuff with say, the Freak Easy, which was great, yeah. but March was the last time, yeah, I think. Uh, March 2020 was a solid 10 years ago. Man, can you believe that's been almost <laughs> yeah. a year? I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. We definitely wanted to get one more episode in before the end of the year because we've got some stuff to talk about. Namely, Wonder Woman 1984. So let's do it. I am Pixel Dan, and I, of course, am joined by my co-host, Mr. Jaron McCaffrey. What's up? And Jonathan Leonard. That's me. What's going on, guys? Man, just just juiced to be back. Yeah, yeah Excited man. Excited to be here? Geeking ain't easy. Geeking ain't easy. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, we've got some things that we want to discuss today. Uh... In addition, we're going to do like a full like recap and and discussion on Wonder Woman 84 since that just dropped on HBO Max. Uh, But there's been a lot of big news coming out and this isn't going to be like timely by any means. But we still wanted to kind of talk about some of the big news that dropped out of the big Disney news, whatever that thing was that they did. They did like this big. It was like like an investor call, like an investor call where they're just like, here's everything that we're doing and they just dropped this insane bomb i always love how that happened because they always yeah. they'll, they'll have like in a normal year they'll have the big conventions and shows and there'll yes. be some news drops and they'll always make a big production out of it and then like you know uh two weeks later they'll have the investor call and then then that's where you hear all the actual stuff you yeah know? exactly yeah. exactly so there this was a good month ago at this point probably it was back in december early december uh but they they basically announced every movie and every series that they're doing for both theatrical and primarily Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus was a huge focus, which makes total sense since uh, that's that just launched what the beginning of this year or end of last year. Yeah. Well, I think it was end of last yeah, year, end right? Of last year. End of last so, year. um, well, but there's also such a big because nobody knows what's going to happen next year, right? And streaming. What is has been the only venue for most of this year, right? So all the companies are like, we got to get stuff out on streaming, everything for streaming. We're going to do streaming stuff, and I mean, you know, not not to tangent here, but WB just announced. I was just going to say that is yeah. going to be streaming from now on. Well, there's, streaming, I mean, multiple streaming and theatrical, yes. but you know, they're sending all their stuff to HBO Max because they really want that to be a thing. Well. Like, this has been a long time coming, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, this is this is where we're at now. Streaming is the future. It is now. Yeah. And I think the pandemic really probably <clears throat> pushed it a little harder, obviously. But it, was, I, it looked like things were already heading that way anyway, right? With, like, streaming services being like... Because they had even started doing some of those available same day on streaming service stuff yeah. before this whole pandemic started. Like, they were kind of testing it to see if it would be something that people would buy into. Yeah. So, I, I think... I 
I would say that the pandemic has forced us 10 years down the road yeah. of, in, in one year of where that would have gotten. To. Okay. Because, like, I mean, think about it. Like, they were still doing... I mean, you're right. Like, there's been some, like, simultaneous releases and stuff on Netflix was huge and whatever, except that, like, the, the studios were still, like... You know, we'd get those little, at the beginning of every movie when you go to the theaters, where it's like, I just want to thank you for coming out to the theaters. <laughs> yeah. They were not going to let that go without right. a fight. Yeah. And right. I think for, for a studio like Warner Brothers to go, okay, look, everything is going to be a simultaneous release. Had it not been for the pandemic, that would have been... Yeah. You're probably right about so that. 12, you know, 12 months ago, AMC Theater still had enough money and clout to where when they complained about technology existing, people were afraid to ignore them mm-hmm. because they were the venue. You know, yeah. They were where everybody was used to going right. for however long. And now that they've had to close their doors for so long, they've lost a lot of that power because they released some of these big what would have been big theatrical releases, they, they were basically forced to release some of them online, uh, some for pay, some straight to services where you had subscriptions for. But uh, like I think Trolls was the first big one this year. Yeah. That they came out and, and they, you know, they said, well, we can't get this movie in theaters, but if you pay us 20 bucks, you can watch it yeah. at home. And, you know, if you've got a family of five, that's way cheaper than going to the theater, going to the theater right. anyway. I mean, yeah, we did it yeah, that weekend. Saying, yeah. And tons of people did it. And now, well, it was now like the studios. Success. Yeah. Now the yeah. studios have realized that there is money to be made other places. And a lot of that clout is gone now. Well, well AMC I, got so, real mad about that, too. Oh, remember? and they still are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AMC also, has been complaining about Netflix existing for a decade now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know. and they've completely stopped worrying about their presentation or providing you with a good product at all. Yeah. They just exist to complain about technology. Yeah. <clears throat> I also wonder how much they hurt themselves. You know, like, so much is, is perception. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they also, it probably hurt AMC and just the theater industry at large that, you know, two weeks into the pandemic, trolls came out. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, we'll never, we'll never carry a universal thing ever again. And then two weeks after that, they were like, we're going bankrupt. We might have to close if this pandemic carries on any longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you guys are tough guys who also then crumble immediately. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like that yeah. kind yeah. of perception. Well, because yeah, matters. Be- you know, exactly like, for sure. Because yeah. there were like, I mean, Disney started releasing stuff that should have gone to theaters on their streaming service. And, uh, and they never, and, even, and they once, did it. They never even once pretended like we will never carry a Disney yeah. property again <laughs> either. Where they, yeah. they well, just, they, they they, just, they, like they, trolls they, came they, out yeah. and they were like, Universal, we hate you. Yeah. And Disney was like, cool, we're going to go ahead and do this yeah. thing. And they were well, like, well, and they marketed it properly too. Right, because they, I mean, they basically put in with all the announcements like, look, we really wanted to bring this to you in theaters because that's how we design these things to be seen. But this whole situation sucks for everybody. So if it'll help a little bit, just watch it on this, you know, service that you're already paying for anyway, right. yeah. and and try to enjoy it. And maybe it'll get you, you know, it'll make your kids happy. It'll get you through a, a couple of days without thinking about everything else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we might be taking a hit at the box office numbers, but here you go. And then subscribers went through the roof and yeah. everything else. You know, it, it makes a huge deal because 
They were trying to help people. Meanwhile, AMC was sitting back, going, uh, "Well, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't care how rough your year's been. Think about us, yeah. right. you know." Yes, <laughs> what yeah. it always has been with yeah. them, though. Always. Oh, they, yeah. I, mean, I used to love that company. I know. Like, I know. Ten years ago, I thought they were fantastic, and they just lost their minds over a changing landscape. They are. They have complete inability it's, to adapt. Get off my lawn. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Yeah. It's it's easy to b- seem gracious when you're on top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've complained on this podcast numerous times about terrible experiences I've mm-hmm. had there and just like the the concessions are outrageous, the prices. I mean, like it's gotten to the point where it's laughably yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how can you how can you even it's, like it's, it's become theme park bad. Yeah. And theme parks are a thing because most people go once a year. Yes. And AMC is a theme park that now expects you to show up multiple times a month. Multiple times a month. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And, then, and and if you've got an innovative idea that involves movies, all they want to do is kill it. Uh-huh. You know, they don't yeah. want to adapt it. They don't want to work with you. They don't want to uh, change the landscape in any way, shape, or form. They want to kill whatever your idea is so business will continue as normal. Yeah. Yep, it's not the way you do it, man. It's not nope. the way. It's not the way that stuff works. Boy, this was not in our show notes. Yeah, no, but obviously we had. I mean, we have this discussion all the time. We right. might as well put it out on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Warner Brothers is releasing all their movies apparently on HBO Max next year mm-hmm. simultaneously with theatrical yep. releases, um, which is a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, that's that yeah. that them doing that plus releasing Wonder Woman on Christmas Day was what made me finally go. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and throw down the money for HBO Max, yeah. and I guarantee I'm not alone because I know they're. I I saw with the release of Wonder Woman, their subscription numbers soared. Mm-hmm. So, and people are probably will hang on to it yeah. at least for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once they start dropping all those big movies well, next you year, hope. <laughs> yeah. I think the hope is that the people signed up to watch Wonder Woman, and then they'll spend some time in the next thirty days watching better content, so they'll stick around. <laughs> oh, oh! Spoiler alert! Shots for the, fired! Yeah, shots fired for the last part of this podcast. Well, well, everybody realized Friends was on there, and now we're all watching Friends over there. And over. You go. <laughs> well, what about what about? Why don't we just juxtapose real quick? Also, that uh, Warner Brothers did that, and HBO's subscriptions skyrocketed. And Disney tried out the, hey, how about you pay us $30 additionally to be able to watch Mulan? And I think seven seven people, seven people paid that 30 bucks. I think that was officially reported. Yeah, seven, seven people, people paid did that 30 bucks. And those seven people were real mad like three weeks later when it was just live. When it was everybody. just regular on there. That definitely seems like something that Disney was like, well, let's try this and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't work. Never mind. Let's just go and release Soul yeah. Normal. Because yeah. Soul just came out. For sure. So like you can tell it, it seems like they changed course real yeah. quick yeah, on that. The waters. Yeah, they changed course on that real quick. Um, but obviously they dropped Soul the same day as Wonder Woman dropped. And you know we can maybe have that discussion another time. But I watched both of those movies and really enjoyed one of them. Go watch Soul. <laughs> If you haven't, if you haven't, go watch Soul. Yeah, but that's doing real good for them now, too. And that's yeah. getting huge critical praise, uh, Soul is. So that's awesome. I, that's real cool. Uh, I, that's, I, I think, you know, sometimes I wonder, too, if the streaming stuff is going to be beneficial for some of these movies. Because sometimes, like, you know, these Pixar movies, uh, Pixar is usually pretty safe. Most people will go see a Pixar movie no matter what. But you, you wonder sometimes if a movie would even do better on streaming because it's free and everybody's got the subscription and it's new. So they turned it on 
Do you think I'm like, I almost wonder if more people watch soul because of that than actually going out to see it. I don't know for sure. Yeah. I would, I, I would say probably, probably not soul just because like you said, I mean, Pixar's Pixar is going to do Pixar's huge no matter safe, what. Yeah. But I think there is a, there's a, there's a wide, uh, swath of movies that yeah. people would be a lot more prone to just go, like if they can just sit down on their couch and hit play because they've already subscribed to something anyway, yeah. they'll give something to test that they wouldn't necessarily go plop down yeah. $50 to see. <laughs> you know, yeah, to, yeah to, exactly. to take one other person and buy popcorn, you know? Yeah. So so I'm, I'm not to keep trending off. No, but, that's fine. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> Michael, not Michael Bay, uh, Chris Nolan was super mad at Warner Brothers, and he sort of led the way, and I saw a, when they announced that everything was going to be on streaming, whatever, and I I saw a comment where he said, everybody, all, all, all the directors at Warner Brothers who went to sleep one night thinking they worked for the best studio, woke up the next morning and found out they worked for the worst streaming system. What? Right, um, because he was mad that they had announced that because he he wants his movies to be shot in uh, IMAX and he wants the theater experience mm-hmm. and he wants everybody off his lawn. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, he wants to make terrible Batman movies. Well, you know what? Like <laughs> he only made one terrible one, one. terrible Batman movie. I'm sorry. Singular. I like the <laughs> yeah. other ones. Did, did anybody go see Tenet? I haven't heard anybody talk about Tenet. No. And it was and it yeah. was the only thing that came out in theaters this year. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like like hey hey Chris Nolan, get with the times. <laughs> like and, and Chris Nolan of all people makes movies that are gonna thrive in a streaming system because yeah, people will show up to like I think people will watch a Chris Nolan movie a lot more readily because he wants to make stuff that's not franchise and not marvel he doesn't want to make marvel movies and yeah. his last dc movie sucked and you know what i mean like yeah like you want to make this experimental stuff and like people are going to watch that on streaming a lot more readily yeah. than they're going to go pay well, and, and, 50 bucks to see yeah and, you know? and if you're not you know from a studio side amc stands a lot to lose obviously if they're not the main thing anymore from an individual filmmaking or or artistry side if if you just calm down, <laughs> there's going to be a market for your stuff. Even yeah. if you want it, like theaters aren't just going to disappear. Right. Now, there may be one in every town instead of five in every town at some point here. It may become more of a niche thing, but you'll still be able to get plenty of an audience and make plenty of money and make plenty of more movies catering to that smaller audience. Yeah. If you if you just calm down and work with you know <laughs> like just if Christopher Nolan doesn't like streaming services or wants people to see movies in theaters he can still make movies that are designed to be in theaters and there still will be theaters to play them and people will still pay him plenty to do it yeah and all will go along smoothly the numbers may not be as big at the end of the day but they're gonna be well, there well you know? listen listen <clears throat> legit I haven't seen Tenet but I've seen uh, what was his first one? Uh, Memento, mm-hmm. Memento, and Dark Knight. Right, all, all the all the Batman movies he made, and all of the uh, uh, I, I love um, Inception. I love Inception. Inception. I love that movie. Wow. Um, you know, you know what? Like <laughs> nothing he did in any of those movies is 
exclusive to the theater experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I like I like Inception more when I can pause it and go to the bathroom than I do when I sit in the theater and it's giant. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I I'm a theater guy, so I definitely get the draw to to, to it. You know, being bigger and louder, and you're more you're more uh, uh, in in uh, immersed immersed. I yeah. would consider myself a theater guy too. From a what Chris Nolan makes perception, mm-hmm. I'm saying that you know if people want yeah. to sit at home and watch it, does he really no. think that much of his yeah. vision is being lost because it's not giant? Well. Well, and all I'm saying is, like, I, 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 I can see Inception being one that people would like better in theaters, and that from a, you know, as a filmmaker, he wants it to have that opportunity. But I also agree with you, depending on your own preference, there's a lot of people who would rather watch anything at home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have one or the other. There's no reason to get mad about it. I think that's you know? the key, right? Yeah, it's, like the, it's so it doesn't make any sense to me why they're fighting it so much. Right, like yeah. we can we can have both, guys. Right, we yeah. really can. I think there's a lot of people that I mean there's a lot of people that avoid the theater experience altogether yeah. and they just wait for things to show up on yes. video. Yeah. Why not get that market earlier? Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so weird that they're ever that there's so many people are being so anti streaming. Yeah. It's, it's like you got to adapt, guys. You have yeah. to adapt. Yeah. That's just it, the it way just, things it's are. It's all going to change. Everything if, yeah. changes. If, yeah. Nothing if stays you, yeah. the same. If you can't you change, have to adapt. you can't stay on top. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Disney's stuff. Yes. Let's go through some of the stuff that they talked about because they, they announced all kinds of stuff. Um, and a bunch of it is for Is the there any Star Wars stores. stuff coming? So that's what we're going to get into <laughs> first. Because, oh, boy, did they go bananas with the Lucasfilm <laughs> announcements, which was crazy now some of this stuff we kind of knew about or at least had been rumored um i just was not expecting to see so much of it um so the big one of course which had been rumored for a long time which this finally gave us i think full confirmation is that they're doing an obi-wan kenobi series starring ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen reprising his role as darth vader um isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That's, so yeah. the, we didn't know about Hayden I Christensen. Still, that's the newest announcement. I, I, I think. Um, I, I think that's. I think that's great because I. I've always thought that kid was a pretty good actor in anything I saw him in that wasn't a Star Wars movie, and in you know he's he was in Star Wars movies that uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor didn't look like great actors in either. So I never blamed him for that stuff. I, I don't understand the excitement for this one because I can't. I don't have a picture in my head of why that would matter. He's just going to theoretically he's just look like Vader, Darth Vader. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'm not. So, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do yeah, with that. Yeah, you know, they obviously they're they're not going to use his voice. You're never going to see him. I don't know how that. So obviously, there's some sort of plan around that. The other thing is, I have no idea why Darth Vader would be in an Obi Wan series that well, takes place between three and four. This will take place between three and four. Yeah. So, so flashbacks, right? Uh, flashbacks. I guess. I mean, well, I mean, but the the Empire is really up and running and during this period right yeah. and this is when they're rising so well, i guess like, we vader can't know that obi-wan he can't is know still alive. he definitely has so to not what know what kind of part is he going to play in exactly that? that's gonna i'm real that curious about it um i'm i'm very i'm very hopeful for this mm-hmm. I, I so this is the one idea that i've been the most excited about since they ever started floating it around because i've always been a big obi-wan yes. fan yes i've always been a big ewan mcgregor yep. obi-wan fan yep, and sure. i really liked the idea of seeing what obi-wan was up to yep. 
yeah. between those yeah. two movies. And because like timeline and age-wise, it all works out perfect. It's so perfect, I think, yeah, right? I think, yeah, I, I'm so, super excited for that, too. So I think that could be a lot of fun, but I, I am very curious how they're going to work yeah. in the Vader stuff. And that's one of the... And, like, if, if, I, if, I, if I let go of my cynicism and I assume that they know what they're doing... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited about like Vader and Hayden. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, if I do that, I'm excited about Vader and Hayden Christensen being involved because if they're going to do something cool with it, that'll be great. I, I'm not great at letting go of my cynicism anymore. Yeah, it's well, <laughs> so I don't know what to think. And I guess I'm going to throw that out there right as we're getting into all these announcements. Um, I had a lot of cynicism when I saw these announcements because here's my initial thought. So Mandalorian has been so good. So, so good. And it's been like my favorite thing, star Wars and probably since the original trilogy, if I'm being totally honest, it is that good. I am. I was so worried as soon as I saw all, like they just blasted these announcements where they're like, Oh, you guys like Mandalorian. Well, here's 50 more star Wars shows. Mm -hmm. My thought was, Oh, great. Mandalorian is so good that the negative effect of this is that they're going to overdo it. They're going to blow their load and we're going to get all these half-assed awful star Wars shows just because they want to ride the wave of the Mandalorian's popularity. That was, that's my initial thought. And that's still how I feel about most of this. uh, So I'm worried. I'm very hesitant. I'm very, you know, which is hilarious given the landscape in the first place because they got star Wars. Everybody was excited that they had star Wars. They were going to make all of they were going to make the sequel trilogy and all of this extended universe stuff, and they did that for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and a few of them didn't hit very mm-hmm. well. And so, like before before nine even came out, they had already I think said we're going to scale Dude, they, back on. It was, they after, it was after Solo. A bunch of projects, it was after remember? Solo. They canceled a ton of them. They said we're you know we're. We're we're oversaturating now. We yeah, need to step Solo back and garbage. we need to. I like Solo. We need to step back and, and I rethink. Too. I did too, yeah. but it was bad. <laughs> it's like we're oversaturating. We need to step back and rethink this. So we're going to give it a little bit of a break, and we're going to come back. And then so then the Mandalorian comes out and is successful, and their immediate reaction is, "Well, we got one that's good again. Oversaturate, yeah, exactly." Oversaturate. And so that's man. but that that comes back to them being like, and we see this in like. And I almost hesitate to call Disney Hollywood, but like in the Hollywood system, the movie system, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. They, they they seem to find the wrong things. It almost seems like Disney is like, oh, people don't want Star Wars movies; they want Star Wars series. So just <laughs> green light any. You're totally right. You know what I mean? That's totally yeah. their line of thinking, right? right. They're like, oh, uh, this is this is done with movies. Nobody wants to see more Star Wars movies, but they love this show, so we just need do, do all more the shows. shows. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so yeah, and exact. You're right, and exactly what John's saying is right too. Because even if you go back and listen to old episodes of the Geek Easy podcast, when they first announced all this stuff, me and you both, John, were like really on board with this because yep. we were like. They're just going to do the Marvel thing with Star Wars? Bring it on. This yeah. sounds amazing. And then they did. And like I think you can just like you can hear our tone change throughout the entire thing. And now I look back on all of it and I'm like, yeah. you know, I had a lot of fun well, when I watched Force they, Awakens. Yeah. I enjoyed parts of Rogue One. But man, I could just really just leave one, re- this one part. You enjoyed one part. Okay, you're right. I enjoyed one part. <laughs> you enjoyed three minutes at the very end of that and slog. I can, and at this point, like the way I sit I like now, one too. now that we've gotten through it all and I'm th- and it's over and it's done and the sequel trilogy is the thing that's happened and I can sit at this point in the future after all that stuff and I can think back on it, man, I could totally leave it. 
I don't need yeah. it. I don't need it at yeah. all. I well, don't need it at all. And did... I don't feel the love for those characters the yeah. way I've ever felt the love for well, any of the originals. Like, it's just... Well, that's the thing, though. They didn't do the Marvel thing with Star Wars. They had the, the Marvel framework, yes. but, they, but they completely screwed up totally the execution. Right. Totally the, right. The, the reason Marvel worked so well is because they, they make individually entertaining, coherent movies, and then they tie them together nicely. And then with the Star Wars thing, they were like, well, we'll just make a bunch of things that tie into everything else, but also go in every direction. And don't you work know. with each other. Yeah, at all. exactly. They all fought against each other. Yeah, that was it, yeah. I couldn't understand it. Like none of these three movies make any sense together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, yeah. guys? Yeah. Why do they contradict themselves? Yep. They're yep. supposed to be the same story. Yep. It's bad. Well, it's like, oh. like, well, we had Cap- oh. you know we had we had Captain America and Thor and Iron Man all made by different filmmakers, and then we made the Avengers, and it all worked perfectly so you know we'll just do that and it was like well you, you i mean you can't do that with parts one two and three of the story yes you know exactly like, you can't just make everybody go and make their own individual movie that like is the avengers and then hope that they all <laughs> uh, fit together yeah yeah so now the mandalorian's been fantastic and we have to give a lot of credit obviously to filoni and favreau for that now filoni is the guy that's been in charge of all the amazing star wars animated series that i love he did the clone wars he did rebels and I mean, that stuff's all been amazing. I've gushed about that stuff many times before. And obvi- and Favreau was involved with The Mandalorian with him. So it's like those two dudes basically saved Star Wars for us. Uh, who, uh, also, who also kicked off Marvel. Yes, exactly. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Favreau right. was behind yeah. Iron Man and yep. all that. So it's amazing. Um, hey, remember when, remember when he was gutter in PCU? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are getting two more series that are set within that same universe in the Filoni. The Filoni-verse is basically what everybody's calling it now. Uh, we're getting a show called Rangers of the New Republic, which we don't know much about yet. And then we're getting Ahsoka, which is starring Rosario Dawson yeah. as Ahsoka Tano. Um, I'm excited for that because I love the character. Um, she, was, she, she was great in The Mandalorian. She was great in The Mandalorian. So I'm very excited to see what they do with her. Yeah. Um, because she's one of those characters yeah, that was where... totally one of those like soft pilots. It totally was. Yeah. It totally was. Just, I'm, all I just, yeah. I'm good with it. But totally, it was yeah. great. And so she's one of those characters. Like, I think... I don't even know if... we. I don't think we, we weren't doing this podcast back when the first Clone Wars movie came out. But we had those discussions back when that movie first came out. Where I had a real problem with that character existing. Because I was like, how in the world... Does Darth Vader have a Padawan that we never heard about before? But then you know what? That series turned out to be amazing, and Mm -hmm. she turned out to be like this star amazing character that me and everybody else fell in love with, and they've treated her so good, and she lasted all through Clone Wars. She showed back up in Rebels, and she's like this amazing character who like, she's not even like a Jedi technically because she disavowed the Jedi Order, and she's like off doing her own thing, but she's got force powers, and she uses two lights sabers and she's just a badass and i'm excited to see her get a a live action series and and that's exactly the kind of thing that makes me think that there's a possibility of being excited about like darth vader being in the obi-wan show because if it's ran by somebody who knows what they're doing and they have a plan like you said when you first heard about that character you're like that doesn't make any sense how could that exist but it was handled well and, and it does make sense you know yeah um so if if that works out Great. Yeah. If they can do more stuff like that, turn everything on its ear, make it feel like it shouldn't work, but then it works. 
awesome. If they're just throwing stuff out to throw stuff out for investor calls, yeah, yeah. I just want to take one quick second for an aside before I lose track of it, too, to say how much I enjoy the fact that a guy named Filoni is in charge of what is essentially the Star Wars spaghetti western. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right? It just flows, you know? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so we're also getting... This is another one that I think we knew about before, but we're getting one called Andor, which is about that character from Rogue One. Andor yeah, yeah. and uh, K2SO, that droid. Yeah. So I'm not sure how, yeah. how I feel about that. I don't know if I need more of... Because this will obviously take place before Rogue One, so it's in that era. So so the other good part of Rogue One was K2S1? So. K, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. K2SO. SO. Uh, yeah, no, he was super cool. The droid name. And that was... I just uh, that droid was awesome. That yeah. was... Uh, Alan Tudor? Yeah, yeah, Alan yeah, 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 yeah. Who was always amazing as a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if he's, <laughs> if he's in that movie... He is. He's in the show. Show. That show. Yeah. He's in that show, I'm in. Yep. Uh, we're getting a new animated series called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is supposed to be like a bad batch of clone troopers, I think. Mm. So that sounds... It's an animated series. Animated series are usually okay. We're getting some show called Star Wars Visions. I don't know anything about that. I think that's going to be one of those, like... Where it's like every episode is like a different animator doing a different story kind of a oh, thing. Oh, that's neat. I think it's one it's gonna, of those. It's going to end up being. Uh, it's it's going to end up being the Star Wars What If, isn't it? That's what I. That's was, basically yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, that's, we're getting. That's what I was thinking. We're getting. Ooh. We're getting a live action Lando series, but they uh, haven't announced anything else on who's going to be Lando. So we don't know if this is like yeah. a Billy D show. Yeah. We don't know if this is a. If it's not Billy D or Donald. Yeah. Double Donald exactly. Glover. Yeah. yeah. If it's not, either of those guys, yes. I'm. Super Super in. Yeah. If it's neither of those guys, I'm out. Uh, we're I'm getting, gonna have to. I'm gonna have to boycott on principle. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting another one called the Acolyte. No idea what that is, and they haven't given us any information on it. And then we're getting another one called a Droid Story. All Again, out. don't All know anything out. on that one. All the way out. Um, and hate, then I hate Star Wars droids. Have I ever mentioned that? I hate Star Wars droids. <laughs> is it just really? going to be Wally in the in the Star Wars? <laughs> Wally, yeah. yeah, Wally. And then they did announce one Star Wars movie. They actually are doing a theatrical film called Rogue Squadron, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins. And we oh. don't really know anything else aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she did okay with the first one. Remember last week when that sounded like a great yeah. idea? So that's what we're <laughs> So that's what we're getting for Star Wars. And I definitely think like some of it I am excited for. Well, there's one other one too that was announced with the season finale of uh, Mandalorian, but John hasn't watched all that yet, so I don't want to spoil anything. Sorry, um, internet. But we can talk about that too. I'm I am excited about that one so, on, on principle. I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> they announced a new Willow. Yes, Will- Willow was one of the other big uh, Lucasfilm announcements. It's a new series with Warwick Davis returning as the title character. So I love Willow. Yeah, love Willow. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those kind of lost classics of our generation you know like like it didn't get any follow-up it didn't become a franchise i I think everybody liked it when they saw it but it was also kind of just like then other stuff happened and it was like and maybe i'm wrong maybe there's a huge willow following out there that i've just never connected with i love willow uh there was a series of books that were like sequels to willow that followed the baby alora dannon followed like her growth into becoming the prophesied one that she supposedly was even beyond what she was in Willow. Yeah. 
and I read all of those and loved those. Oh, awesome! So I am juiced. So you're ex- yeah, I'm juiced yeah. for there to be more Willow. I'm excited for this too because yeah. this is the kind of thing that streaming services exist for. Right. I'm on board. Yeah. Here's, here's the I'm deal. On board. Due, due to the passage of time and medical conditions, I will give another Mad Mardigan a chance. But you better bring your A game, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, Val Kilmer character. Yeah, characters, yeah. right? Val Kilmer's yeah. character. Yeah. There was also I remember. I think it was an arcade. There was a, a, a Willow video game. That I, I that I really enjoyed. Oh, I played like, Willow on the. There was one on the Nintendo. Was it the it Nintendo? Maybe. Yeah. yeah okay. It was bad. But maybe that might not be the one then. It was. It was very. It was. It was like a. It <laughs> wasn't it like a Zelda. It was like a Zelda type game. It was like yeah. a Zelda clone. Okay. I don't yeah. think it the just one didn't work. Yeah. yeah. And I and it's possible I'm mixing stuff up in my head. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I I seem to remember it being. And I think it was well, something to do with you, you, the ability you had to shoot arrows that I enjoyed the 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 play of. But I just remember really liking. A Willow game, I think. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Internet. I mean, you, you probably did. I, I played. I wonder the, if there was an arcade one. There that's what I'm saying. I think it was yeah. an arcade one. Yeah. I don't I, think it was I another Nintendo. I only ever played Willow on the Nintendo. Yeah, I remember NES. that one. Yeah. Remember and, that I, one. I, and I remember trying so hard to like that game. Yeah. It was like, it was like well, Zelda when, if you could never figure out Zelda. <laughs> When you, you know, when like, you were like the, like oh, the so levels the levels yeah. were hidden but like so it's like the possibly. Zelda I played when I rented it from Farmore and they didn't have an instruction book with it so I had no idea what <laughs> the I was doing. Original Zelda, I, you needed yeah. something. Yeah, I had I was, no clue. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna compare it to the original uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, I rented that game and could not figure anything out. <laughs> yeah, and I went like I remember I went back to the family video and i was like what is up with this game and he was like oh we don't have the book and you really need the book to play that <laughs> yeah game. i was like why would you just rent like yeah i was mad I, but that's how i felt about the zelda game or the willow game is like i could never figure that game yeah. out well that was the era where there would be an arcade game and you'd be like oh i enjoyed this arcade game and then you'd see a nintendo game and you'd go oh sweet and because you were a kid and were stupid Maybe it was just me, <laughs> and didn't know any better. Like you'd get home and you'd plug it in, and you'd be like, "What is this?" Yes, yeah, you know what is? Yeah. yeah, like I remember getting. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's because we were kids and we were stupid. It was because we didn't have the internet to warn us. I was gonna well, say, fair enough. Do you remember renting video games, guys? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was I did awesome. that all the time. Was, but like I remember was getting weekends, like, man. I think it was on the Nintendo. Like they came out with like a version of Dragon's Lair, which. Obviously, was yes. nothing like Dragon's there Lair. There is one on the Nintendo. But, yeah, but when you're like seven and you're like, oh, I love Dragon's Lair, and then you get it and you get to take it home, you're just excited. <laughs> then you plug it in and you're like, what, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? This what game like is a this? Cartoon? Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, the last thing that Lucasfilm announced, of course, is that the next installment of the Indiana Jones franchise will be directed by James Mangold. And that's all we know about it so far. They are still going forward. They're going forward okay. with another Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. So hey, that's, that's going to happen. I'm a Ford defender outside of the monkey scene, of course. Um, <laughs> outside of the monkey I, scene. I was, and the refrigerator scene? Yeah, I like the refrigerator scene. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, I get the complaints about it, but I feel like... Feel like nope. it di- I feel like they tried to tell everybody what Indiana Jones was for was going to be, and no one listened. Yeah. <laughs> because I went into it and got exactly what I was sold, and everyone else complained that it wasn't one, two, or three. Right. You know? <clears throat> um, but that's a whole different podcast right there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to go watch an Indiana Jones 5. I'm going to go watch an Indiana Jones 5. I'll be excited about an Indiana Jones 5. All that's well. The, the draw to any of the Indiana Jones franchise was like those three guys coming back together. So like the second Spielberg steps out of that and it's just somebody else doing it, I care less now, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So that was all from Lucasfilm. Obviously, we've got a bunch of Marvel stuff, too. Um, so much Marvel stuff. So much Marvel stuff. Okay. So for the movies, we already know that we're, um, Black Widow is still coming. Shang-Chi. I am shocked that didn't hit Disney I know. Plus. I guess they're, gonna hold, they're holding out. They're going to do a theatrical release next year yeah. is what they're doing. So Black Widow's next year. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is next year. Um, still, still getting the Eternals next year. I'm just going to call this out right now. I bet we get Black Widow on Disney Plus before April. You think so? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either. I wouldn't be surprised. The thing is, I mean, Black Widow would have been a great theatrical release if done as planned. Yeah. To me, it also seemed like it would have been that perfect thing because, I mean, you know, you you just hit your big ending. This is apparently, and again, maybe I mean, maybe there's some twist to it that I don't see coming. I don't know, but but as as it stands, it seems to just be a prequel. <clears throat> that fits into the middle of the rest of their giant franchise, that seems like it would have been the absolute perfect thing to go, well, we're just going to stream this, guys. It's kind of a side thing anyway. Yeah. This will keep your appetite yeah. uh, you know, going for the product. So we have something Marvel at all this year anywhere. Here you go. And they, and they just never did. So yeah. that get, it does make me think maybe there is some sort of twist that they're, they're waiting for. Like they don't want to do a big reveal. Like if there's a big reveal in that movie that is going to lead into the next phase of stuff they're doing, and they don't want to just release it not knowing when the other stuff is coming out. You might be right. Maybe, but that also could just be me projecting hope. You know, who knows? I think they're super super relieved that they didn't have to release any Marvel stuff. Like, if the theaters had stayed open this year, they had to release some Marvel stuff. I think they were super excited. Not excited is not the right word, but... We all had a little bit of Marvel fatigue after Endgame. Yeah. And I think this has, like, I think they knew that. And they were like, well, we have all these investors that aren't going to let us not release Marvel stuff. But if we could take a year off of Marvel stuff, that's man, probably, that'd be awesome. That's probably good for everybody. Yeah, yeah you you're know, probably and, right. And yeah. this is forced it. And they get to go, oh, sorry, investors, quarantine. <laughs> we don't want to, you don't yeah. want us to waste our Marvel movie yeah. on a streaming service. We'll just <laughs> do that with Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so, yeah. you know, I think, but I think now that it's been a year and we're on the other side and they're still kind of like, well, maybe we'll have some theaters in. This summer, I I think by the time that looks like we're not going to get, we're not going to return to normal by like May, they're going to go, all right, guys, here's Black Widow. You might be Early next year. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, So the other ones that we're still getting in 2021 is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I'm very excited for that one. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Black Panther 2, which one of the big announcements in this was that they did say that they would not be recasting um, T'Challa. T'Challa. So, um, you know, to respect, um, um, yeah. why can't I remember his Chadwick name? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. That they will not be recasting T'Challa and that they were going to find other stories to mm. tell. Uh, so I, did you I say think, that's coming in 2021? Well, it's on their list of stuff that we already knew was coming. So that's probably 2022. Okay. I don't know. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if that was I'm going coming, through yeah. the list of stuff that was like, it's so coming. we knew that Black Panther 2 was coming yeah. already. So that's, yeah. um, 
Blade, they confirmed, like, they had already teased Blade. They had introduced us to the actor yeah. at Comic-Con last year. Yeah. So Blade's officially up that's on the... that's a movie, right? That's a movie. Okay. That's a movie. Um, Captain Marvel 2... Uh, which we found out in Cap- we found out about Captain Marvel two that the um, they're going to be doing the Disney Plus series about um, the scrolls and uh, well no not no I'm oh. uh, what's her name the uh, the other Captain the Miss Marvel Miss Marvel, Marvel, yeah. Marvel yeah. so they're going to do the Disney Plus series with the new Miss Marvel <laughs> and then that plays directly into Captain Marvel 2 and she is in Captain Marvel 2 uh, uh, co-starring alongside um, uh, what Captain Marvel Brie Larson Brie Larson I cannot remember any (laughs) of the actors names tonight but we haven't talked about any Um, of them for so long I know so that was kind of the big news to come out of that that we're getting we're getting introduced to that character in the Disney Plus series and then she will be a main character in the movie with Brie Larson Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 of course but that's not until like 2022 (laughs) I think is what they said at least I'm sure yeah yeah. Um, so that is for sure coming Uh, the new ones that they announced are Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania is the name of that movie and that's Stop it! That's great. Well, it's it's Stop it's it. um it's Paul Rudd and uh, so it's it's uh, Ant Man and Wasp plus uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and um uh, Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Oh god! I want to be Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> so they're so they're all in it, and then they announce that the villain is uh, Kang the Conqueror is the villain oh, in that movie. Yeah. Interesting. I don't so know that's, why. That's the, literally the I, most excited reaction i've ever had to, to the king the, the conqueror i yeah. know right yeah. And yeah i don't even like that wasn't even real excitement that was just yeah. uh intrigue i guess or su- surprise that's what that was and then their big announcement of course at the end which wasn't anything more than just the announcement is that they are uh in production on fantastic four they put up the big four and so that's so. There's our confirmation that the MCU movies, is. I hope these movies stay. Good. The MCU is finally going to get their Fantastic Four. I hope so. these movies stay good. I know. <laughs> Me too. I want a good Fantastic Four movie. I do too. I do too. Is I feel like the Fantastic Four is doomed. Man, it's it's not um, pun intended. <laughs> Doom. Uh, no, but yes. No. Like that he- might be the me, subtitle. Hear me out. Like, like the Fantastic Four is such like a American dream, like golden age. You know, nuclear family: the husband, the wife, the son. The you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not the son, but you know, Johnny. Sto- like, it's just yeah. such a the husband, the wife, the little brother, and the rocky friend. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that, that feels, old chestnut. <laughs> it feels like a bygone structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and and it it almost to me it feels like just that kind of thing that's it, it's just hung out because it's it's in our mind as like remember the Fantastic Four like that's what made Marvel and they're the first family of Marvel, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But like there is no way to bring that current that will be satisfying. Because if you if you try and make it current to like what families the family structure looks like today, nobody like that doesn't fit what the Fantastic Four was. Does that make sense? You know does, does it make what I'm saying? I mean I, th- I think I yeah I, I think I, I, see I what don't you're I don't I, I get you. I don't agree with you, but I get you. Um, yeah. you you you, uh, I, I just you think, could you you could be like everything you're saying is accurate. Yeah, and it 
easily could play out that way. I think there's more of a venue to make it palatable than than you're giving it, um, and I've got high hopes for that. I just want this movie to give us an awesome MCU Doctor Doom that can be a big threat to everybody. Also that. <laughs> Because Doctor Doom has got to, yep. supposed to be one of our main right. yep. Marvel Comics villains yep. that Doom, like Doom, is yeah. bigger than yeah. the Fantastic Four, yeah. and I would Do, yeah. love Doom, to see Doom, a proper Doom. Doom should be the big bad for Phase Four through Six. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Yeah. Four through Six. Well, All I mean, those. you know, uh, one through three was pretty much Thanos. Yeah, that's know? true. That's true. Well, Gal- you didn't really you didn't really know about him till the end of one. What and about then... Galactus, the Eater of Worlds? See Galactus, because you can't fist fight Galactus. Yeah, I know. I know. So Gal- Galactus would be a great like, I- I've I've said like I feel like the next phase should probably end with Galactus mm-hmm. and like that's like it's not Avengers Galactus, it's not Fantastic Four, it's just Galactus and then we put whoever we want in like that. That's the title of the movie. Yeah, and we just put whoever yeah. we want in that. Yeah, movie. That's the yeah, thing. yeah. I think. You know I, I mean, he's only got you can stretch Galactus out as a big bad over, over like a phase probably, but he he himself isn't enough of a character to to stretch out over several. Right. Well, we've got all this. They've been building so much cosmic stuff too. I mean, like yeah. it seems like we're almost building up to the perfect time to do a proper Silver yeah. Surfer and a proper Galactus and all this other. Co- they they teased Adam Warlock already. Yeah. You know, like we're we're they've really started getting into all the cosmicy stuff. So I, I'd be down for seeing yeah. more of that. Oh, I, I would love for them to do yeah. a Galactus thing. I just I don't think he can be a multi. Right. All you can, all you can do with Galactus to keep, and keep him true to Galactus, which is what all the nerds need. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Galactus is coming. Galactus is coming. Galactus is coming. Silver Surfer's here to tell us Galactus is coming, <laughs> and then Galactus shows up and we stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> like it's very different than a Thanos type villain. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I, mean, I guess oh. I guess Galactus could eat the Earth, and then we have to go back in time, and then they'll do just do Marvel. That, they can just do Marvel zombies, and then everybody becomes zombies. <laughs> um, Save that for next year's investor call. Okay. All right. Um. So the I guess the other thing we should mention too is is uh, Spider Man, Spider Man Three. So they didn't bring up a lot of Spider Man on this because it's still a Sony movie. Um. But the one thing that they did mention on this this whole big announcement with the Disney stuff is that the um, the new uh, oh my god what is wrong with me what's the what's the oh Wandavision Wandavision the Wandavision Disney Plus series which is the first Marvel series to launch which is happening pretty soon here um, is actually going to have an effect on what's going on with Spider Man yeah. And then that is going to have an effect on what happens in the Doctor Strange movie. And is, is that an order change? Was WandaVision supposed to be the first one? I don't know. I think so. Okay. I think it was always supposed to be the first one. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, and to kind of go along with all that, we've started seeing all these crazy casting announcements come out for Spider-Man, where we have found out that all of these actors that have played various characters in various Spider-Man movies have all been confirmed as being in this new movie playing those same characters. Even Nicolas Cage? So, well, <laughs> what did Nicolas Cage play? He was uh, Spider-Man noir. Yeah. Noir. Oh, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the Spider-Verse yeah. movie. Um, uh, no, so like we've, we already know that we're going to see Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire both as Spider-Man in this movie mm-hmm. alongside Did you uh, say current, Alfred Molina. Alfred also? Molina was just recently confirmed as Dr. Octopus. Um, so they're doing stuff like that. Obviously we're getting a crazy multiverse story and this probably has a lot to do with the success of Spider-Verse, 
But also, they had already started setting up this multiverse stuff in the MCU. Yeah. Um, they started setting that up with Endgame. Yeah. And, and you know, like, Doctor Strange looked into the multiverse and saw all those different outcomes for the, the Thanos fight. Like, that was kind of our precursor to, I think, what they were setting up for with all yeah. this. And then with the Doctor Strange movie being called the Multiverse of Madness... They're obviously going to go all in on this multiverse yep. idea, so I'm I'm excited about what we're going to get with Spider Man. Um, I don't and, know. And I do get we, a little nervous sometimes do when we, they're when yeah. They're, do we know a date on that one also? Because I feel like it's coming. Like they're already filming that and everything. Yes, they, I mean, they're, like they're moving forward with it pretty quick. And I feel like under original timeline, it was going to come out like. Uh, a year or so into the phase, December seventeenth, like, like, like a year and a half or two into the phase, well, then, and now it's coming out like towards the beginning of the phase. You well, know? now it's December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, that's, that's the date. Well, that's that's the whole Sony thing because they're still Sony movies. Exactly. And so, Sony, yeah. You so know, Sony's not changing its timeline, right. so now they got to put it in a different part of the Marvel timeline. Yeah. <clears throat> Which seems like if if they're going heavy into multiverse stuff seems like that's probably a little bit less of an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, although I also want to mention, I think this is a bad sign. Yeah. As much as I want to see Tobey Maguire come back and I want to see, you know, I'm, I'm interested in a live action spider verse. It's totally so, it, it just feels so obvious that like into the spider verse came out and was huge and now all those Hollywood execs and the Sony guys do more of like, that. Yeah, they're just like, oh, everybody, everybody wants a bunch of Spider Mans now. We can't just yeah. have a Spider Man movie. Yeah. It has to be yeah. a bunch of Spider Man. Man, yeah. so do do that well, for and, do that for your Marvel movie. Yeah, and I also wanted a sequel to Into the Spider Verse, which I assume they're still working they on are. that. Also, that's but a thing like, that's happening now. Does every Spider Man project have to have fourteen Spider Mans? Yes, everyone. That's what people. Want. I know. That's what makes me nervous too. Yeah. I do know that I'd love to see an MCU Miles Morales at some point. Yeah, I assume he'd have to be in that movie. Because boy, have I fallen in love with that character. There's no way they're gonna. There's no way they're gonna put. There's they're gonna put tons of Spider Men into the live action movie and not introduce Miles. Is there? I mean, they've already set up for it. Donald Glover was his uncle. Was was was, Prowler. uh, Prowler. Yeah. Yeah. So they've they he exists. Yeah. He's they mentioned young. him yeah. in, in yeah. Homecoming. Yeah, he exists. I really, really want to see Donald Glover as the Prowler. Dude, me too. <laughs> like, there's so many things you can just do. Like, like I will watch movies for just one thing. So I'm, like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah, he signed on for that role knowing that, hey, look, one of these days they're going to come knocking. They're going to want a Prowler movie. <laughs> so, so I you think... I, I assume that was in that was in the comic books. When I watched Into the Spider Verse, I had no idea Prowler was Miles Morales's uncle. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was the best part of that movie for me. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Because I didn't know, you know. Yeah. So in the it's it's, it's nice it's nice to be surprised sometimes is what I'm saying. Well, like Miles kind of only exi- like Miles was in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, yeah. so he's not even in the main timeline. And that's what they they, they brought of, him in. They well, so now that he basically exists yeah. simultaneously with Spider-Man, but they kind of did that in the multiverse uh, Spider-Verse movie because Peter B. Parker I think was supposed to be like main timeline Spider-Man, yeah. and he came into the Ultimate universe. Because the other Spider-Man in yeah. that was like supposed to be Ultimate Spider-Man, yep. I think. So, yep. 
So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Peter B. Parker. This is my favorite. Oh He's my the best. I, I, I <laughs> oh really, my man. I want I want Toby Maguire to play Peter B. Parker so bad. Like if he just shows up. Oh, wow. And he's kind of he's kind of miserable and cynical. And and what wow, better? Wow. I want for, that what bet. Yeah. Oh my god. Toby Maguire. Yeah. To like, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. amazing. Dude. Yep. <laughs> I just, it just hit me now. We're we're a few days past Christmas. I didn't listen to that. Christmas album once this year. The Spider-Man oh, Christmas yeah. album. What is wrong with Spider-Man. me? <laughs> now I got to go listen to it for three days straight. <laughs> that movie was so good. Oh my God, I love that movie. All right. Well, should we move on then? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been, we've been way too popular. That's popular? Positive. positive. Okay. Way too positive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I mean, we've been pretty, pretty, I'd say we're yeah. pretty even keel yeah, on yeah. that stuff. All right, so that's uh, that's what we think about all the new announcements for a lot of the new geeky stuff coming out. But one of the big geeky drops, of course, happened on Christmas Day on HBO Max when Warner Brothers released Wonder Woman 84, which was supposed to be the big summer blockbuster DC movie this year. Um, Obviously, didn't happen, but they went ahead and released on HBO, and uh, we all got a chance to watch it over the holiday, Mm -hmm. as did most people, so let's get into it. Let's talk about Wonder Woman 84. How do you guys want to start this off? What do you think? Well, I like that they... They shortened the title to WW84 uh, because of the PTSD that that movie gave me. <coughs> it was like being, it was like being in a war. World War 84? Uh, uh, what a slog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let me throw this out. Spoiler alert. If you guys haven't watched it for some reason yet, um, as always on this show, when we have these discussions, we are going to get spoilery. So come back to this if you haven't had a chance to watch it, if you're worried about spoilers. John, it's a slog, you say. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was super excited for this movie. The The first Wonder Woman is uh, far and away my favorite DC installment so far. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about... They brought back all of the same creative team. They brought back the main actors. They had a really cool motif. Uh, I dig the 80s nostalgia stuff. The trailer was one of my favorite trailers in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago when you it know, came out. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding yeah. there. So. Um, I love Pedro Pascal. I was super excited Heck about yeah, that. Heck yeah, the Mandalorian. Uh, I love Kristen Wiig. <laughs> he's in everything. Yeah. Right <laughs> what about that? What yeah. do I see him in? Oh, he's, he's in, in that, some new uh, Netflix movie. We can be heroes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love Kristen Wiig. I was excited about that. And I just, I don't, I don't. I need uh, I need to watch it again at some point just to solidify a few things. You don't, uh, and I'm gonna have to because I watched it twice. Say, it doesn't help. I've he got, did it for you, John. Yeah, yeah it doesn't help. Uh, I will. I will say my my daughter still liked it. Now she was not super excited about it like also, she was with the first one. Movies. And yeah, exactly. Like it had Wonder Woman in it, and they don't pay the attention in the way that adults do and god bless them they probably shouldn't so i'm glad she liked it you know but i'm sure it'll be on again here and there i I don't think i hated that movie i I just felt empty watching that movie there were i i kept getting my hopes up the entire way through because there were interesting i you know uh ideas they set up there was potential for a lot of big payoff when it got to the end it was really slow and draggy but you're you're just hoping for the moment where it ties it all together, and because of the first one being 
pretty good. You, you Those hopes are reasonable. And then you get to the end, and there's just no payoff whatsoever oh, for sorry. anything at all. They just basically, you know, they... They, they, they looked down and went, we got nine hours of footage. We need to cut it down to three hours. <laughs> I was going to say two and a half yeah, hours you know, this movie yeah. was. So, and, and so uh, instead of coming up with a good ending and, and, and paying off some of these storylines we set up, how about we just stop Yeah, and roll the credits and go home, you know? And uh, like two and a half hours, that movie clocks in. And I think there's like three big action sequences. And those don't even make that much sense? Uh, so I had to skim through the movie. Uh, after I got done watching it, I thought I had missed like a post credit scene. And so I wanted to go back and yeah. watch it, right? And There's with, no good way to do that on HBO There's Max. no good way to do that on <laughs> HBO Max. I literally had to fast forward through the entire movie just to yes. get back to the credits. I couldn't skip through it. So as I'm doing that, that's when I realized that aside from that, little mall scene at the very beginning of the movie where mm-hmm. we see Wonder Woman swoop in and save the day from the criminals. We don't see any Wonder Woman stuff until the one hour and 28 minute mark. We're an hour and a half into that movie before she puts on the Wonder Woman stuff and does Wonder Woman things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember sitting there watching That's that nuts. going. Yeah. I remember sitting there watching that going, man, this really just feels like it's going and going mm-hmm. and like what? It, like, I don't know, man. So, like, yeah, it's a two and a half hour movie. We don't see Wonder Woman until an hour and a half yeah. in. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I said there's the, there's that there's that mall fight at the beginning, which yeah. was awful. Yeah. <laughs> there's that uh, car chase scene, which was 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 pretty cool. There's a few moments in that where the the the, the uh, choreography was kind of cringe worthy. Can we talk about that mall fight scene? Because that those those four dudes come in to rob like the jewelry store yeah except they're not gonna rob the jewelry store they want the black market antiques in the back yeah right um these two puds walk into that antique uh bunker safe yeah and they're like whoa yeah like there's nothing in it all just looks like old junk yeah Yeah. i mean like like these guys are not and they're they're not there to steal like the MacGuffin, yeah. And start grabbing random stuff. Well, and and, and if you're and, if if you're jewel if you if you're if the front for your ancient artifact black market business is a jewelry store in a mall, like your security is not limited to the fact that you have a jewelry store in the mall in front of you. <laughs> like these guys just walked in like it was nothing. Yeah. You know, like if you're holding all that stuff back there, probably you have more safeguards in place than a minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, well, counter lady. Well, what know? about that? That the, the leader of the click walks in and he shows, he shows the manager his gun and like, He's, he, he opens his coat and he shows the gun handle. He's like, don't even think about it. The manager is on his knees before he finishes that sentence. He, like, he like drops and he's like, like who? Yeah. What is this dude doing? Yeah. 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 Well, I just remember in the, uh, the, bank, the bank scene that opens The Dark Knight. You remember when they're robbing that bank? And uh, William Fickner's like a bank manager who pops out a shotgun and tries to stop these guys at all costs because he knows whose money is actually getting yeah. stolen. Like, that guy should have been in the in the jewelry store somewhere, <laughs> right. you know? But they didn't have anybody. Yeah. Well, then they run outside, and the dude drops his gun, <laughs> and the whole mall riot. You yeah. know? Like, like, one lady is like, he's got a gun! 
run! And the yeah. whole mall is like, ah! Yeah. And starts running. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was the 80s. Half yeah. the people in that mall would have been packing. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, like, the one other thing I want to say before we move on from this, and I'm not sure. trying to go through the whole No, movie. yeah. Okay. Um, so we show up, and that, that scene, that fight scene is so cartoony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, at one point she like punches a dude through a, d- a drum and he pops through the drum, but like comes out the other side hanging on to a piece of the drum that's like spinning around like a Cirque du Soleil ring yeah. dancer. Yeah. Right. Okay. You establish like, and, and I've heard it said that they wanted to go more cartoony with this movie and yeah. sort of throw back to like. Apparently it's supposed to be like a movie version of the TV series. Okay. That's apparently what they were going for with okay. this. So, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give them Wow, that. that means they failed on even more levels than <laughs> yeah, I realized. Um, but, like, they immediately go from this super cartoon... And, and, and we have this big cartoony <clears throat> f- fight scene, and the guys, are the, you know, the uh, bank robbers or whatever they are, are, like, bumbling buffoons, you know? And, like, if you're using that to set the tone for your movie... Just get us out of the way. Like, look, this is yeah. this is the movie you're watching. Right, yeah. right. Fine. Right, okay. Right, right. Then, yeah, this then, makes a lot of sense now, but not in a good way. <clears throat> not in a good way. <laughs> but then, like, we come we come into that. But then the immediately following that, they go into this long stretch of, like, oh, look how sad Diana is. This whole sincere. And they show all that, the clips of, like, you know, pictures of her, like, mourning over Steve Trevor and how she's never really let that go. And she's alone and lonely. And, like, it doesn't, like... That's doesn't follow your cartoon theme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like all of a sudden we're all sincere and Wonder Woman's sad. You know, she just punched this dude through a drum. <laughs> you know, but she's sad now. The rest of the time, like, like that tone differential there is not doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. also, uh, Wonder Woman, like her whole, like she's super sad about Steve Trevor. Isn't she supposed to be the one? Who's not? You know what I mean? Like, like who's not? Her whole character is not wrapped around men and her love life. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, how do I we just jump. Why back is she on still a so damsel so, in distress? I, or I really yeah. kind of was going back and forth on that whole that whole <clears throat> idea, right? Because I'm like, look, it's been 40 years or whatever. Why is she still hung up on this dude? And like, look, I'm I, like 70. 70 years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's been 70 years. She's still hung up on the one guy. And like, okay, I get it. Like. Man, when you're really in love or whatever, or maybe she's had all the tried dating and nobody's lived up to Steve. I don't know. But yes, she's Wonder Woman. Right. It's not supposed to be about like men. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like, and I know that like I don't know. That's I'm going well, I was going back and forth on that idea so, while I was watching it, and I couldn't decide like which side of that coin I fell on, honestly. Like I was I, like because I, I understood like the whole uh but when you find your true love, whatever, I get it. I'm I'm totally fine with that being part of the story. That's cool. But like, yeah, the other part of me is like, why is Wonder Woman so worried about this dude all the time? Yeah. And like I got I got to the point too where like we're skipping way ahead, but like when we got to the point we'll where like, yeah, we're going to be all over on this. <laughs> but like when we literally got to the point in the movie where she, she had to choose between having Steve in her life or saving the entire world. I was like, why is this something that she's so like this yeah. conflicted yeah. over? Uh, and for like, the record, she barely made the right choice. Like he basically made yeah, the choice. For I know. Her. And it didn't feel, it, did, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. To me, yeah. like it didn't feel like Wonder Woman to me. I don't yeah. know, like that. Well, that felt so weird. So I, I went back and watched the first one. Yeah, 
today. <laughs> and, you know, there's several moments in that movie where Steve is trying to get her to do stuff. And, and he'll say stuff like, I can't let you do that. And she looks him right in the face and says, you don't get to decide what I do. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, now, so like those moments were like so, they're powerful moments. Yeah. You know, even in the, you know, because she's making that decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now to find out, oh, well, then she went on, after that, she went on to pine for this guy for 70 years. Yeah. It feels wrong for, yeah. you know what I mean, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. it does. It felt yeah. really off to me, too. Yeah. I, I, I was really feeling that through the whole thing, and I just, yeah, I couldn't decide. Like, I was just like, I don't know, this definitely feels wrong. Yep. But I don't know, yep. like, I get the love now, story yeah. that we're doing, but it doesn't feel right for Wonder Woman. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, feel it, right it, for it, Wonder it, Woman. And the fact, to me, the fact that you're conflicted means that it was the wrong choice yeah yeah, yeah. it uh it tracks with like was it <clears throat> would have been batman versus superman i guess when she first or maybe it was the justice league who knows when <laughs> when she shows up in those and she still got like uh because like batman sends her like that that picture that old picture she's right. in or whatever well, that's, in the, fir- like that's that. in the first wonder woman is in the first wonder yes. woman okay because there, there's there's this sense from present day that she still has this you know, pining sort of feeling for him, you know? Yeah. So it blends in with that fine, but it completely, it, 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 it almost calls that out in the other movies now. Like I never thought of that being weird until I saw how overdone it was in this movie. And then I go, yeah, like, why is she? Cause now we're a hundred years in the future in the right. modern day movies. Yeah. And she's still stuck on this guy. Like it doesn't even get better after this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, it, it, yeah, I agree with you guys fully yeah. on that level. But, and, and in those movies, to give her like, you know, to have like a memory, you know, she still has his watch. Yeah. And, and to send her, hey, I found this picture of you guys and for her to, oh, wistful, I remember when yep. I, you know, like, like to remember that, like to get that picture of um, her and Steve Trevor and Sammy and the other, the, the yeah. chief, that like yeah. that little team from the first movie. And to get wistful and remember the first movie, yep. that was a big moment. She left the mascara. She came. She fought yep. Harry. She did all that stuff. Like, it makes sense for it to be, oh, a good a memory, yeah. an important well, memory. Not that she's still like, what do I do without Steve? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? Well, as I, like, I, I, I might have bumbled the delivery there, but that's what I was saying. <laughs> like, when that was just all it was in that one movie, it made total yes. sense. Right. But now you watch all this happen, and you go, and you go back and rethink of that scene, and you just go, that's, I don't know if that was what that was. Right. I think I, she might still be. Uh, like, th- yeah. this this movie right here may not have done anything for her, right. you know? Right. <clears throat> like, having him back again may have just made it worse now, you know? Yeah. The other thing with that, that mall fight... Uh, that I, I got stuck on was like nobody knows Wonder Woman exists for the hundred years she's been out there fighting crime in the modern movies she's still this mystery nobody's ever seen her so the you know there's there yeah. is the reveal moment where right. even the other superheroes see her uh, like they, at, at least they took the you know the second for her to, to whip the tiara around and knock out all the cameras in the mall somehow I guess sure whatever <laughs> but also still in front of literally hundreds of people she's flinging around in a in a you know a, a a tight armored superhero costume clearly superhumanly strong and has a golden physics defying lasso that she's flipping around the mall in cameras or no people talk about that kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. like that makes the news yeah, yeah exactly uh, what <laughs> <laughs> So let's complain about the villains. 
Do we okay. want to start? Who do we want to start with? Pedro Pascal or, or Kristen Wiig? Well, I like so, both of the villains a lot until they turned out to be nothing. Well, <laughs> so here, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like I want to throw out like some positives. Uh, and one of the positives that I want to throw out is I think Kristen Wiig was awesome. Yeah. Yes. I think Kristen Wiig is, is, she's fantastic. She's an awesome actress. And there were scenes where, like, when she was acting with Gal, like, I like Gal Godot fine. But, man, Kristen, like, outacted Gal in some of those scenes. Like, I don't know. Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig's awesome. And I thought she was like I loved her character. Yeah, that like Barbara yeah. was awesome. Yes. you know. Yep, and she um, she was built well. She had an interesting arc. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 trajectory of that character was easy to uh, attach to and, uh-huh. and to be excited about. It just and then it just fizzled like there was yep. no payoff so, whatsoever so my it. negative the exact same problem with pedro pascal i, I was think. gonna say well, yeah. a little bit more problems with pedro pascal but so, so my negative well maxwell lord i should say i think barbara was great barbara kristen wood could have been anybody she did not have to be the cheetah yeah i like the character was great and and the cheetah part of this whole thing felt so shoehorned into this movie yep. like it was one of those things where big hollywood execs were like we got to put the cheetah in this movie figure out how to do it yep we got to sh- sell toys got to show yeah got to sell yeah. toys sir we don't sell toys for this movie yeah. nope we're selling them yeah like her character was great basically for me until she was cheetah and then which happened for no reason it <sighs> man i, I just will, so the point like the point of this movie is there's this ancient artifact that grants wishes basically mm-hmm. and uh you know barbara's got it at the beginning and doesn't actually like believe that it works or anything, but she's this bumbling, uh, clumsy. Nobody, you know, she's she's nice, but nobody. She's like really a wants gemologist, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so and she knows she's about not, gems yeah, like, and stuff. Like you know, everybody doesn't hate her, but nobody wants to hang out with her. She just wants to have some friends and be accepted, and nobody yeah. seems to want to really talk to her because she's sort of off-putting. She's awkward. And, well, yeah. and uh, she, you know, she's, she's so she's got this artifact, and she wishes she could be like Diana, mm-hmm. not knowing. That, what that means yeah, yeah and so as that starts to happen and she starts to turn at first she's just overconfident and then she starts to you know she starts to dress a little sexier and people take notice of her and she starts to gain popularity and then she realizes that for whatever reason she's got super strength and all this stuff like hey, she didn't know what she was wishing for and that's that's interesting can i interject real quick to <laughs> say that i didn't know that one of wonder woman's superpowers was that every time she walked in the room every man in the room jaws dropped open and their tongues rolled out of their mouths. Yeah. When was that? Like that, ha- that, that was like a thing in this movie. And that's what started. Like that might actually just be a Gal Gadot. Superpower. Okay. Well, <laughs> so Kristen Wick, Kristen Wick wished to be Diana. And then all yeah. of a sudden, every time she walked in the room, the entire room like was like, yeah. Oh my God. And I was just like, why, why is that like a thing? I don't understand why that's, that's one of the things, whatever. Yeah. But it was still fun. Like, I think that idea yeah, is a exactly. good like, idea. That's, yeah. That's a great, that's a, that's yeah. a great hook right there. Yeah. That's perfect. Now, where are we going with it? Mm hmm. Now she's a cat lady for no reason, and I miss. I guess there's. I guess there's a part at the end where she wishes she gets a second wish and asks she doesn't to be an get apex. the wish. And this is the that's the trick with the whole thing, right? So like, okay, so let's talk about Max Lord real quick, and okay. then we'll circle back to that. Because Max Lord's whole thing is like he wants that stone, and then when he finally gets that stone, he wishes to be the wish stone itself, mm-hmm. so that now 
he's got the power to grant wishes as long as people make the wishes on him. And I, it took me forever to figure out how this dumb power works because apparently every time somebody makes a wish on him, he then gets to take something from them. Right. Yeah. That's the way the, the thing works because yeah. they, they, tie, they do that whole, like, what is it? The monkey paw thing, yeah. you know, be careful what you yeah. wish for blah, 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 blah. It's that whole, that whole thing, that, that trope. So like, it took me forever to figure out what the hell was going on because oh. like he walked into that first dude and was like, don't you wish that? Yeah. Uh, basically when it grants your you wish, have, yeah. you get your wish, but you lose the thing that's most important to you. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, cool. Then I'm just going to go and take this company. Yeah. And then like he walked out and like that, like all his, like, and I was just like, what just happened? Like yeah. I did not it, it, understand It is, it is presented real confusing. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. well explained at all. It took me until he did that several times until yep. it finally clicked with what the heck was going on with this whole power thing. Um, Right. So, so, the, <laughs> so the stone would like when you wished on the stone, it would then take whatever was theoretically most important to you. Yeah. When he became the stone, he got to decide what he took from you. Yes. Right. So that's yeah. so. So we found out like it took me a while to realize it, but the reason he wanted to be the wish stone was because he knew that that was like he could then take whatever he wanted back. So he would basically like manipulate people into making these wishes so that he could take whatever he wanted from them. So that, so that, okay, that's fine. That's kind of a neat super villainy thing. Once you figure it out. Um, my problem with that is I had no idea what his end game was yep. at all. Yep. I Neither still yeah. don't no. like, yeah. like yeah. I'm watching yeah. this movie going, what is he after? What is his goal? Yeah. What is, what is his purpose for doing yeah. this? Because he just keeps wishing for grander and grander. grander. I don't understand where we're going yep. with this. And yep. even when we finally got to the end of that, I'm just like, what was the plan? Yeah. What was he, what was he hoping for? Yeah. He just wanted to own the entire world. Yeah. Was yeah, that it? Exactly. Cause that's also, the thing. Cause he kept going to like heads of companies or countries or whatever. And he, he, he would trick them into wishing for something and then he would get their power. Well, you know, their money, whatever was most important to them. So you can look at it and go, well, I guess the, the assumption is that if he's going to all these super powerful, rich people, he assumes that the most important thing to them is their money and their power. So if they make a wish, then he gets that money and power. My problem with, with that being uh, there's still no end game to that. Yeah. Like, what's your actual what? goal? Yeah. What's so, the goal? And B, uh, like, you have, a, you have a rock that grants wishes. And that's like... Why don't you just wish for the money and power? Like, wouldn't that be a billion times simpler and give you less headaches and eye yeah. bleeds? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Know, so, like, so they, they, they kind of established a rule, which, again, they don't do for well into all of this. But they established a rule that you only get one wish per person. Um, and then, yes, like it starts having all these negative health effects on him. Because every time he takes something from somebody, he gets a headache. He gets a nosebleed. He gets an ear bleed. Like something like it's obviously taking a toll on his body. Well, I yeah. think the idea was that what the stone took for granting his wish was his health. Because remember, like in the beginning, he like he kept asking for his supplements, and he kept recommending oh, the supplements, and like you know, his thing was that his makes sense. So when so he, that's what it took yes. from him and the from when his initial his wish, wish. What he lost was his health. His health. Okay. Uh, all right. Movie so, fixed. Oh. <laughs> so before, before we roll on, I want to comment on this. Comment, please. Okay. So the like. It's an interesting idea with him manipulate. Like he's got this wish, you know. He's, he, now he has to manipulate everybody into making the wish he wants them to make. Yeah. And you've got this amazing actor. Pedro Pascal is so good. He's so, the, he's so good. good. He's got this. <laughs> I, you know what? Let me aside. I think everybody 
in this movie was really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kristen Wiig was yep. really good. Chris Pine was really good. Gal Gadot has a screen presence. She's not the best actor. She has a screen yep. presence. Oh, you are absolutely right. You are yep. absolutely right. I and, think she's awesome. And Pedro Pascal is is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Right. So you've got these four just great performers, and they just and 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 the stuff they did in the scenes. I think part of the reason, like you watch this movie and you're almost like. It's got that effect. We, we talked about it's got like the Dark Knight Returns effect where yes. like, you know, you watch it and you're like, I liked that okay. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, <laughs> it was okay except for this part and this part. That's what happened and to part. me. And, I, and then they did this. Did this really happen? And you're like, hold on. Did that well, did that movie suck? It's the I called it the Dark Knight Rises slash uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker effect. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I watched yeah, that you movie. See, you sit down going, this has to be good, yeah, right? You get yeah. to the end, you're like, I guess that was good because it had to be. <laughs> yep, yep. And minute. then, like, like I woke up the next morning and literally my first thought out of bed was, why the hell did this? And, like, and I just, like, I'm just, like, rattling off all this stuff. And then I sent a barrage of text messages to these yeah. two. Just, like, here's all the stupid thoughts I had this morning and why this movie's making me mad now. Right. Because that's yeah. what happened. Like, the more, the more... The further away I got from my watch of that movie, the more angry I was getting at the dumb things. <laughs> you get, so I, think, like, I think we get fooled so. because the, the four performers are so charismatic. You're like, okay, you know what? I, I can watch this. Like you, you give them the benefit of the doubt from scene to scene to scene. And then only when you can think about the movie as a whole, do you come back to being like, man, that was, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but before we get, to, I, uh, I just oh, wanted to publicize that text string real quick. If I could, you jerks. Yeah, because I said that like it's, it's like the day after Christmas. I'm distracted trying to help my kids with a thousand things. I start getting all these texts that I'm trying to keep up on and I want to comment on, but they're coming in fast and I've got distractions going. And so, like, I feel like I'm missing this whole conversation that I really want to partake in. And finally, 25 texts into it, I finally get in and go, uh, "Yeah, what was the physics with the lasso? That didn't make any sense at all." And they're both immediately just like, "It's a magic lasso, dude." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's where we are, I guess. Great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that was a, dude, I, uh, like, fired off, like, 15 yeah. messages because I didn't want to, like, lose any of those thoughts. What? And then immediately Jaren's just right there firing yep. off his own. Like, he's just coming back, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So, like, then I'm, yeah. I'm like, bouncing off of Jaren's stuff. That was ridiculous, dude. Mm. <laughs> Magic class out, Jaren. Yeah. Come on. Well, I'm not gonna give John any. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna give him any. Right. You can't. You can't come in. You can't come in 27 messages into the stream and be like, "Yo, what about this?" Without getting something. Without the <laughs> Guess um, I'm going back to my Pac-Man connects now. <laughs> All right. So the point I wanted to come to. Yeah. Um, with Max Lord and his whole now now he's so he's the wish stone. Now he's got to manipulate people into making wishes for him. Right. You've got this amazing. Uh, performer actor who you could write incredible dialogue and exchanges and and he could really manipulate these people into making the wishes he wants and you, whatever you write for him you know he can deliver them but instead he just runs up to everybody and goes hey don't you wish that i was really awesome and could have this thing and they're like well yeah sure i wish that 
and boom, they get it. You yeah. know, and he kept doing that. He would just yeah. grab people and be like, hey, like he grabbed the, that that uh, cab driver and he was like, hey, don't you wish that wherever you went, cars would just clear out of the way and part for you like the Red Sea? And the cab driver's like, yeah, I wish that. And then it happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he comes out at one point and he grabs this dude in the office. <laughs> uh, he grabs the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, don't you wish that you had all these nukes or whatever? You know what I mean? And the president's just like, yeah, I wish that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, you got it. Now I'm going to take all your power and influence. And yeah. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, hold yeah. on. I'm the president now. Yeah. Although, although well, I, in fairness, they didn't, they didn't, they had to hurry up and get to the wishes in all those scenes because they couldn't, they couldn't just take any of their two and a half hour runtime. <laughs> To utilize Pedro Pascal to his, for the fullest extent, oh, man. they had a lot of weird, slow garbage to throw in. So they got okay. So they got to the scene. This is where I'm going to circle back, right. and and this is towards the end, obviously. But we'll bounce back through some of the other stuff because he 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 wants to do the he, for whatever reason he wants to get in touch with as many people as possible so he can grant as many wishes yeah. all at the same time as possible, which I still so, don't yeah. know exactly so, yeah. why. So he can fulfill his ultimate goal of... And, and well, part, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the only thing yeah. he specifically stressed during this was, well, I'm going to wish for my health. I'm going to get my health. This is how I'm going to get my health back. Right. But, like, why did you need to grant, like, every wish in the world to get your health back, right? Yeah. So like they're he's on the plane with Barbara on the way to the secret yeah. bunker where we've got this yeah. secret technology that can tap into every single screen in the world, yeah. right? And that's well, where he says something to Barbara about is there anything else, you know, that you would want? And she says something like, "Well, I want to be the apex or whatever." She doesn't make a wish at this point. What ends up happening is when he's doing that thing where he's got the whole world granting wishes, he's standing there going, oh, and I will take your health and I will take your health and you're going to give her this apex thing. And that's when she, he like, he, he passes something oh, okay. over to her and okay. that's when she becomes okay. the cheetah character. Which still like, cause w what happened from my perspective yeah. was, uh, he got there and he started doing the wish thing and Kirsten Wig was standing there. I mean, she had kind of become his bodyguard at that point. Yeah. And yeah. she was standing there in her normal human form like she had been the entire movie. And then 30 seconds later, uh, a Wonder Woman comes flying in in this armored oh, wingsuit that could armor. withstand the... the you know the, we get, the most, we're coming the, back yeah, to the armor. That, <laughs> yeah, that that could withstand the 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 most uh, uh, the whole know, world exactly. Like it, it it could it could stop anything. But then Kirsten Wig shows up. You know, forty five seconds after we saw her as a as a normal human, except she's a cat lady now and just tears that armor to shreds. That's that. <laughs> man, oh, I was so mad, dude. And look, this is one of those like marketing things too that like Gotta I should have seen toys. that coming, right? Because they've been marketing this movie with that armor, right? Yeah. And like they set that up early on in the movie. Like, oh, this is this magical armor that we created during this one war where every every Amazon passed over their armor so we can make this one indestructible suit of armor yep. so that she that could also has wings that she could so she could take on the entire she could hold off the entire world. Wonder Woman puts that armor on to go into this final battle, soars in, 
Cheetah shows up, has a 30-second CGI fight, and that armor gets ripped to shreds. Are you kidding me with this? (laughs) Like, come on. Get out of here. I love it when Dan gets mad. No, get (laughs) out of here. I was so (laughs) mad, dude. I was like, why why would you even bother setting this up with this big backstory about this indestructible armor Mm -hmm. made of the armor of every Amazon so so that Cheetah can rip it off in 30 seconds? So you can sell toys and do your mid-credit sequence. (laughs) That's it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you be in on this, Danny? Should I, mean, I be? Did, I, haven't you? Have you reviewed? I have a toy of her armor? in that. I have a toy of her in that armor. See, so you <laughs> so you're part of. You're part, you're of, the part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> no joke, dude. No joke. So, how do you know Patty Jenkins wasn't going? Hey, we need to throw a pixel Dan. It's a good action yeah, yeah. figure right there. Could be. She, she go, she's probably a fan. <laughs> So, oh, on the man. on the on the on the wish broadcasting thing well, too. Well, she was. She was. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, uh, so like when you're just fulfilling every wish of everyone on the planet, don't they get so contradictory pretty much immediately that the Earth cracks in half? Like, what what was going on? I got a big problem with that whole scene. Yeah, well, like it didn't. It just didn't. There, there was no flow. It didn't make any sense at all. I feel like that. No, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to say to be fair. Um, I, I'm going to say I feel like that was the point, and that was what they tried to ha- what they tried to portray, but they did it wrong. Okay. You know. Um. You know because what we find out about the stone. So once they find out the stone grants wishes, they they start going. You know they go to try and stop Max Lord. Uh, Diana, Wonder Woman sends Barbara, Chris and Wig to go like, I need you to go find out backstory on this stone so we can figure out how to stop it. Um, and what Kristen Wig finds out is that the stone has been popping up through all of history. And every time it pops up, the society it appears in crumbles immediately. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, yeah. like, like they talk about they the did Mayans bring that, yeah, and they the did Assyrians bring... yeah, and yeah. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like that is kind of the idea that once everybody starts being able to get their wish, um, it, it, everything crumbles right away. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, like everything in this movie, it was presented super poorly. Yeah. And, and they never really, you know, the, the other thing, so I, I, I've been complaining because Kristen Wiig makes the wish, like Kristen Wiig's wish is, oh, I want to be cool and sexy like Diana, which ends up with her being a mutant cat lady Mm. you know like that doesn't but what they say what they kind of say at one point is that what she lost was her humanity yes right so like when she loses her humanity then she just wants to be this apex predator so then she's cool being the mutant cat lady at the end so like you know it, it follows this line but it's it's explained not yeah <laughs> you know also okay so diana's wish to bring steve trevor back which we haven't really gotten into too much but that was her wish right to bring steve trevor back caused her to lose start losing her superpowers right barbara basically lost her awkwardness <laughs> and got exactly what she wanted yeah. why in the world would barbara ever want to renounce her wish and go back <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no real stakes there for her. Yeah. There's no, you know what I mean? Well, like, like, 
once she sees so I know they I know they said that she lost her humanity or yeah. whatever, but how would she even know that or see that? Yeah. You know what I well, mean? The, the, like, because because the idea is she was a nice person. Right. And, but and would she's she lost care? all that and becomes Exactly. Once she's lost that why would why she would care? She want it back, why would you know? she want yeah. to go back? Okay. And yeah. also, I don't think they ever specifically showed her renouncing her wish, right? So, well, they she didn't lost the, her at all. She lost the cat powers because of Max Lord's renouncement. But I don't think they ever did showed she go her back re- a human. I, I, did she lose the Diana stuff though? So she might still have the superpowers because I, I don't, don't remember her going back. I a don't human. think they ever showed her they, they absolutely saying did. they did. Okay, okay, you've watched it twice, so right. I I so, will I will believe you. <laughs> so so here I'm 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 gonna so the continue where there was a good explanation for this that they explained super poorly, right? Because at one point she uses the lasso to show. Steve, we haven't even talked about Steve coming back, but I'm yeah. sure we'll circle back. So at one point, she uses the lasso to show Steve something, and he's like, I thought this made you tell the truth. She's like, it shows truth, and it, it pulls truth, yeah. basically, right? Yeah, tr- the, truth is what powers the lasso, is what yeah. she, is one yeah. of the things she said, But it right? can show you, or it can pull yeah. it out of you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so at the end, what she does when Max Lord is connected to everybody through... Not the Star Wars program. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's connected to everybody, and he's touching everybody in the whole world, and that's why he's able to draw their wish, and and he's drawing their power, whatever, right? Whatever's happening. She lassos him, which connects her to everybody in the whole world, and then she is able to show them the truth with the lasso. And she does so, say that, because she says something like, I'm not talking to you, right. I'm talking to them. So, she is, yeah. so with the lasso, she's showing the whole world the truth, yeah. So that is why all of a sudden, for, for one moment, everybody sees the truth and realizes that they have to renounce their wish. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're able to renounce their wish. That's why Kristen Wiig, and it, and it does, in that moment it shows Kristen Wiig as a cat on her knees and she's all sad. And then there's a scene where you know it shows her on her knees as a human and she's she has renounced her wish at that point, maybe, or... Max, I think she has renounced her wish, yeah. right? But because she is able... So even though she has lost her humanity, because she has seen the truth now, she's renouncing her wish, and everybody else is renouncing their wishes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so one, like, of my, one of my issues with that was like, how am I supposed to believe that everybody in the world just went ahead and renounced their wish? But I guess that yeah. saying it like that makes sense. Well, but it's still presented I did, so poorly. I was going to say, yeah. like, I, I know that she did the truth lasso thing. Yeah. I remember her saying, I'm not talking to you, I'm yeah. talking to them. But I didn't even make that connection that yeah. she yeah. was basically using the lasso of truth to show everybody why they need to renounce yeah, their right. wish. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, I'll give it that. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, there's there's but, so but there but and and but that's the problem with the movie. It is like, the problem yeah. with there the are movie. There's so many good ideas. Now, here's my well, other now, thing. Now that he, well, like even now that you say that and that makes that idea make sense, but even now that that idea makes sense, that still it still doesn't make sense. Okay. You know, like I get what they're going for now, but that's still not right. You know, you, you, you go with your. Yeah, let me. This yeah. is my biggest gripe with this whole thing. Okay. Max Lord's wish, his only actual wish, was to be the stone. When he said, I renounce my wish, shouldn't that have undone everything? Yes. Exactly. Because then nobody, nobody's wishes on him would have mattered. Yep. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I hate to um, advocate for. The Every, cop the cop out ending, like yeah. the, the, you know the Superman 
Flying turning the world it, backwards yeah. to make time go yeah. back or whatever. But this this is the moment for that. Yeah. Because this this was too big of a world event right. to just not matter even 20 years in the future when we're doing more movies. Like, remember, like, this isn't like an end of this character. This was something that happened to a modern-day character 20, 20, yeah, <laughs> you know, 20, 30 years ago, whatever. Right. That, you know, and we get we get to today... In the in the current day movies, the age of heroes is long past, and no one's ever seen anything like this, and whatever. And now, like, I mean, she wasn't broadcasting herself as Wonder Woman for the entire world to see, but there was definitely like a a, a presence there, yeah, that should have been known. And I'm not saying Batman versus Superman had to start with a recap of these events by any <laughs> right. means, right? But it doesn't it doesn't feel like it fits into that yeah. future doesn't. world anymore. And even if you're ignoring those things right there, she didn't, like, they didn't really save the day at the end. They just stopped it from getting that much worse. Everything's still terrible now and I will know. be for decades That's, yes. based on this. And they didn't show that but at all yes, at the end. Yes, and how easy would it have been for exactly like you said? He renounces that wish and None everything of this just happened. sort of fades away. And it would totally feel like a cop-out, but one that worked right there. Yes. That would have been the perfect time for that and even then i don't know the whole they, they shoehorn in this thing with his son which again could have been interesting and could have worked there was a clear path to make losing his son a bigger deal than his health yeah to make something you know you know his son loses his humanity his son turns evil his son is in mortal danger somehow because of all this stuff not his son ran out of the white house or whatever and and wandered around for a few minutes and he panicked and he so hard back to yeah, find him. yeah yeah and he panicked so hard fast that, traveled yep. yeah he hit the pause button yeah jumped in his travel, helicopter you know whatever so and, and, and like it just it just none of it flowed right i mean you no. can sit there and put the ex- explanations out yes. and it, and it does make it better yeah. But it still doesn't make any of it really fit or work. Well, there's a, there's a lot of great ideas. So so you want exactly. to hear my other fantasy booking for the movie? Sure. So, like, Wonder Woman makes the wish to have Steve back. And Steve comes back. And it kind of, the, the cost is kind of some of her powers, right? And Cheetah, Chris uh, and Wig makes the wish. And, like, she gets Wonder Woman's powers. Well, when... Wonder Woman makes the wish, and Steve comes back. He comes back in this other dude. Yeah, what is that, too? That was so weird. So what if there was a a version of this movie at some point where, you know, you couldn't just take something. Like, you couldn't have something for nothing. Right. Right? So when Kristen Wiig makes the wish to be like Wonder Woman, she gets half of Wonder Woman's powers. That's why. So, like, when, you know, uh, Wonder Woman wishes Steve to come back, he can come back, but, like, they can't reincarnate him so he has to take some dude's power right some dude's like some dude's life yeah some he has to take some dude's yeah. life yeah so like when chris when wonder woman and kristen wig are half and half that's why wonder woman has to go get that armor in order to fight kristen wig because she's because they're even matched did without you, something right did you just write a better movie <laughs> i think you just did yeah well, that's what know? i said i said yeah. how did you just write oh, a better okay, movie okay. right <laughs> So, so like you know, that makes sense there. And then what John was talking about with like the complete reset, yeah, you know that. that so uh, Steve Trevor is there through the whole thing. They don't like stop halfway. You know, they don't send him back halfway through to give Wonder Woman her powers back. Yeah, you know, because she still had like 
some power. It's not like she gave up all her power, which why, why would it, the wish stone take half of her power? Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, you have to give up. So half of your power is what you love. Cause she's still like, you know, there's that whole chase scene where when she's supposedly supposedly losing her powers, except when she can still chase down an armored transport on foot while pushing one of the other armored transports <laughs> down the road. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if she loses half her power, then that makes sense. Then when we rewind, you know, when Max Lord gives up, renounces his wish and we rewind everything, they're right back to where then she, now she has to close the movie renouncing Steve to go back. And that poor dude he inhabited doesn't break into the white house and become I know. Like a, you know yeah you know I that mean? was one of the, like, that was one of my first thoughts any of his any of his time like they showed that dude at the end of the movie <laughs> seemed like a perfectly nice guy yeah i'm like so did this dude just wake up and wonder why he lost several days of his life and also is he like a wanted man for breaking well, into the like, white house he was now walking around, he was and walking like, around a party enjoying himself and then the next thing he knows like the world is on fire yeah yeah <laughs> right you know? yeah like what in the world dude <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and with but it all also that, makes that that also makes Kristen Wiig a much better villain for that movie. Yeah, because if she loses her humanity and has half of Wonder Woman's powers, Wonder Woman has to confront the fact that you know these wishes take away her humanity, and how can she enjoy her life with Steve? Yeah. When it costs yeah. some other dude his life, yeah, you know, so she yeah. has to confront that. Yeah, man, they see they didn't even bring that up at no. all. Yeah. Nothing about the man. It's so weird. So you're proposing an emotional core to this film. <laughs> weird. Interesting. Now, how are they going to fit that into just two and a half hours? <laughs> I don't know. I do. Man. I seriously, I'm thinking back on this movie. It is, it is 2020, the weirdest year of of, of our lifetime. Of our lives, for, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I've seen seven movies this year because that's all that's come out uh i usually see that in january in most years you know (laughs) um and and this is the biggest release i've seen all year and i saw it three days ago and i can't remember half of what happened Uh, because it is so forgettable i cannot fathom what they did for two and a half hours in this movie right now right i know it wasn't action scenes well i mean that's yeah that's the yes that's the problem i mean I was just left so confused, I think, at the end. Yeah. Like, you were talking about, like, we got to that end scene, which I also, like, I don't know, something about the fact that the middle of the movie, it was the 4th of July, and the end of the movie, it was Christmas, made me laugh. Like, that was weird. Um, But, like, you know, it's like they, they do this whole, like, little happy ending at the end where, like, she's outside, and it's snowing, and everybody's happy, and it's Christmas time, and, oh, there's that guy that Steve Steve was in his body, and, oh, he looks happy now, so that's good. But, like, we just got past this point where, like, all these terrible wishes were made, and even though all those people renounced their wishes because of the lasso of truth... Man, how do you just like yeah. move on from that? Yeah. Like everything's okay. Yeah. Like there's still a whole bunch of people who just died in the last like, two hours. Yes. Like you know? okay. So like you know that one dude wished his wife would drop dead and she did. Yeah. Um. You know. So there's a little thing that affects somebody, but also like that dude over in Egypt, thing. right? Well, I mean, but then you've got that dude over in Egypt that like. That whole barricade came up around his land and like cut off the whole city from the water supply and yeah. and like all this stuff. Like 
obviously that dude's yeah. never like getting like well, he, he's always going to be the dude that like that's the, you know yeah. like conquer this like, this area that, like that's another reason why the cop out reset would have just made infinitely more sense exactly because when they did get to the end they did a half a like, cop out reset like a bunch of stuff just disappeared the right. u.s and but russia a bunch of other stuff didn't just disappear the u.s and russia went into full nuclear war yeah. with each other we're just gonna forget about that now yeah. we're gonna well, just move on and everything's luckily, cool luckily they only fired the the missile that had the, wish yeah, the wish missiles. missiles. They only fired only the, wish the wish missiles, missiles. because those disappeared. Yes. <laughs> so dumb, yes. man. What the heck? Uh, yeah, because that's that was my initial. Like that got to that point in that movie, and I'm just like, what? What about all that terrible stuff that just happened? We're just cool with that now. Oh, everybody renounced their wish, so we're we're good. It's yeah. like a you know sitcom ending. Like what in the world, yeah. man? What in the world? Do you think the pitch for this movie was uh, Patty Jenkins going, you guys ever see The Wishmaster? What if if we made that, but we just made it an incoherent mess? Oh, man. (laughs) I haven't seen The Wishmaster yet. That was on one of our freak easy lists. (laughs) Things we're going to watch. (laughs) Now we have to. (laughs) Well, spoiler alert, The Wishmaster is uh, somewhat of an incoherent mess. (laughs) Just about uh, a careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, final destination for uh, genies. Yeah, you know? for genies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Were you trying to unsell me? Because I'm pretty sure you just <laughs> yeah <the> thing. sold. <laughs> so, all right, the invisible jet made me smile. But you guys remember when Steve Trevor just figured out how to fly a yeah. modern day jet, and also. Yeah. That was like a museum plane. Those things, I guess, are just full of gas, and they're ready to fly around the world. Yeah. So, so I watched I watched Wonder Woman right before, like the first one right before this one. And in that one, there, there's that scene where he he's escaping, like he's a spy and he's escaping with a journal, right? Yeah. And he runs out and jumps in one of the World War II airplanes and takes off. World War One, right? Yeah. World War One. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. So he jumps in that plane. There is literally. Like they show the cockpit when he jumps in, there's literally a stick and like one lever he throws. Yeah, that starts that thing. Yeah, and I and it was just so I was like, because because he jumps in and grabs that and flies it away, and I was just so like. And then in the next one, he jumps in and there's buttons and le- there's not even a joy. There's I mean, not there's, even like a. There's a definitely stick. a computer in these there's planes computer, in the '80s, right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know anything about computers. And a hundred different dials in front of him, and all kinds of switches. And he's like, he's like, uh. Gas, gas, gas. I know. Gas. He specifically is like fuel, fuel. Oh, yep, there it is. Like they takes off. (laughs) I'm like. Like, and my favorite part about that, too, is they literally just had, like, a scene where, like, he was looking at something with a giant airplane on it, and they made sure to say, oh, we have big airplanes that can fly around the world now, and he was, like, so amazed by that. Yeah. Then they jump yeah, in this also, little museum also, yeah. fighter plane, also, and he an flies across that, the he world. He was real confused by a trash can. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't. They, they do that scene. They do the scene in his, when he brings Diana back to that dude's yeah. apartment. Yeah. He's like, I was going to come over. I was going to ride over and see you, but I couldn't figure out the bike. And, and he like shows like, her an exercise bike. Like you can't figure out an exercise bike, but you jumped right on yeah. this jet yeah. and flew this yeah. jet. Yeah, man. It's a, that's a little known secret. Pilots don't want us to know. All those buttons are just for show. They're just for show. <laughs> yeah. Fancy Plane, lights. Play, yeah, planes are still just one stick and a lever. Uh, but if he, he still wouldn't know that. <laughs> Even if that were the thing, he, he should have jumped in there and been like, what is all this stuff? Ours only had, we, we agreed. In, in, in 1920, we agreed. 
planes would always be just one lever, yeah. one lever and a joystick. <laughs> like I don't know what all this is. <laughs> we agreed. Uh, I was at the meeting. Diana figuring out flight was more enjoyable than uh, Clark Kent figuring out flight. Can she fly? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wonder Woman, well, okay. Wonder, so she definitely she flew can't in just that, ride the lightning. She definitely flew in that Justice League cartoon that I, I used to watch. She could fly in that. So I've always just thought Wonder Woman yeah. could fly. So, well, and, and that's another thing, though. Like, I'm fine with that, but this movie's so bad at delivering its own points, uh, I couldn't tell if she was flying or, gl- or gliding. Yeah. Maybe. You know? Like, well, that's probably I can't even what tell, it is. I can't even tell that's what the That's probably how they would explain yeah. her flight, right? She yeah. can glide she on the was wind still, or she manipulate she was still the wind. lassoing or... lightning for She no did reason. start lassoing the yeah. lightning, which I do always like when she does that. I liked that in the first movie when she lassoed the lightning. Well, well also, also, what, what about how... Like she just figured it out because Steve kind of Steve had said something earlier. Aerodynamics was a thing. I knew that's it's where all, they were going. As soon as he just, said it, it's all just lift and wind, and you just <laughs> learn to ride it. And so she was just like, "Oh, that's it. That's all we got to do." Yeah, she did the Superman pose <laughs> when she was flying. She totally did the Superman pose. But did uh, you see how her hand was like, like she was <laughs> steering? It was, I was she like, she's like in the wind. It was so specific. She like pulled that hand back and was like, "Oh, oh, this way, nope, this way." At least, like, get at, out le- of here. at least that scene was full of joy, <laughs> unlike the Superman, any of the Man of Steel stuff. <laughs> oh man, I'm sad that uh, I'm flying. I'm sad that I'm flying. <laughs> oh, I'm sad I'm not Batman. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? Have we have we done enough? Have we said enough? Yeah, more than enough, I'm sure. It was a bummer. I was it really, was I really a bummer. And, no. and look, I was the same. I was in the same spot as you. Like that movie finished, and like I didn't feel like excited or happy. It just kind of ended, and I was just kind of like, "Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel." Like there were definitely parts of it, like that I smiled at, or like you know whatever. But it was totally that thing. Like yeah. I woke up the next morning, and all of a sudden, it was just like, "Man, I'm just thinking about all these things." No. And that, that that's where I'm at now. Was, I just can't get no, past having, all that stuff. Having said everything we've said for the last hour or how, however long it's been, mm-hmm. uh, it's still my fourth favorite DC movie. <laughs> yeah. But but a solid reminder that What's that's not a compliment. What's number one? Wonder One's Woman? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman one. one? Wonder Woman. Yeah. Two, two is Shazam for me. Oh, Shazam. Yeah. I did like Shazam yeah. a lot. And uh, I liked Aquaman more than this. I liked Aquaman was surprisingly yeah. fun. I liked Aquaman. I liked Birds of Prey. Birds of Aqu- Prey. Aquaman was, Birds was a. Of Prey was oh really yeah, Birds of Prey. I liked Birds, yeah. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Suicide yeah. Squad. Better Birds, than Birds, Woman Birds of Prey is. I didn't mm. like Suicide Squad. I feel at like all. Su- I feel like Suicide Squad is one step up from Wonder Woman. Where like you, you watch Suicide Squad and it's at, le- at least it's fun to look at. Yeah. And, and I, it was I, more I would, fun would, to look at than Wonder Woman. I, I, I'll put Birds of Prey and Shazam on a similar level. I'd have yeah. to think about which one I liked more, but those are definitely two and three. Uh, I would put this on a similar level with Suicide Squad in, in ways like it, it's a it's a mess and I don't like it, but there are parts I enjoyed. In Suicide Squad, there are just like moments of fun. Yeah. In this one, I did like all the performances. I liked a lot of the ideas that were mm-hmm. started. There was some stuff I could grasp onto. Um, I just it, it, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't wrap itself up at there all. There was potential in this yeah, movie, exactly for sure. Yeah. And like you guys said, the like all of the acting was pretty awesome. And like yeah. we, I like all these actors quite a bit, and the potential was there. The execution was just not. Yeah. It was. Just I not. honestly think they could they could fix 
80% of this movie with a few reshoots and re-edits. Shorten and, it and a little make, bit. Yeah shorten it, yeah, shorten it a bunch, add an action scene, uh, actually flush out a couple of these ideas mm-hmm. with, with a better ending. Tell and, us and you've why got Max least, Lord's yeah, doing what he's doing. You've got at least a half. <laughs> you've got at least a halfway decent movie because it wasn't up to like right, right, right up until the point that it ended. I kept thinking I was going to like it. You know, yeah. It, it, if they would have tied some stuff up and given me cooler endings and and concepts and and made me understand a couple of those things better. There was some potential there. They just completely blew all of that to pieces. There was there's not a good movie in any re-edit of Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know, there's there's fun moments in it. I don't hate that movie by any means, but it's not good. Uh, I, I I maybe don't. Dis- I, I think I agree with you. I think I, think I agree with you. I still enjoy watching Suicide Squad more than I enjoy. Watching and that's fair at this level. Totally fair. For, for me, in this crazy year, all the uncertainty and just oh, the world seeming like it's coming apart, it's just, it feels good to me to know that, like, there are some constants, you know, like, <laughs> DC will always suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast exists for, <laughs> to remind you guys. Yeah. If nothing else. Oh, boy. If nothing else ever goes back to normal, if the world is forever changed, if we have lived through an apocalypse, you know what? And we're on the other side now, DC will still suck. Warner Brothers will always (laughs) miss the point, at least. No, that's for sure. That is for sure. I was going to say, like, after you just said that list of movies, we've actually been on a pretty positive DC string on this show because we were pretty positive about. Birds of Prey mm-hmm. and Aquaman and Shazam and all of those. And here we are back with yeah, Wonder yep. Woman 84. <laughs> back yep. to it again. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. And there's no hope for that Flashpoint movie. Oh, I want there to be. Oh, oh yeah. come on. But you're right. Yeah. And that's uh, the thing that excites me the most about the, the next Spider-Man is that hopefully Marvel will just... Out Flashpoint, out Flashpoint. Flashpoint, <laughs> Flashpoint. Before Flashpoint even has a chance Before to be a thing, man. <laughs> my god that's totally what it is oh no and then they can they they can just rerun the suicide squad marketing campaign which was like hey you remember guardians of the galaxy what if if it sucked what if i forgot that that was like remember when that movie had like 40 pop songs in the first 10 minutes because they were really trying to ride that guardians of the galaxy bandwagon exactly yeah well because like they 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 Somebody watched that movie and went, "Oh, everybody loves the soundtrack, so we'll just put uh, the entire soundtrack in our opening scene." In our opening sequence, and uh, you know, then then people will have the soundtrack, and then what are they going to complain about? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Whew. Well, good did to you be guys, back. Did you guys miss us? <laughs> did you guys miss us? Thanks for joining us for our. Final episode of 2020. Good riddance to this year. Uh, hopefully we'll be back 
shortly and we can get things back going again um hopefully there'll be a lot of new things for us to talk about in the coming year here but that's been the thing that's held us back that really you know for everybody who's like you know we we make jokes about not being consistent and leaving up sometimes and not like there were a lot of times where we were like should we record an episode what would we talk about? what are we going to talk about and we've we've kind of been brainstorming some stuff too (laughs) and and you know like we had so much fun doing the freak easy and talking about all those old horror movies uh, that we're definitely going to be doing more of that sort of thing with the Geek Easy podcast, just talking about various movie franchises and stuff like that. So you guys definitely have that to look forward to. Um, so even if there's not anything super new to talk about because of the state of the world, um, we'll try to at least get together to start doing more of that sort of thing. Um, we've definitely tossed around some ideas, and we want to do more of that. So we will... Make our best effort. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Make our best effort to if get the show. If twenty twenty has taught us anything, it's don't make promises. Exactly. I'm not <laughs> going to promise anything, but hopefully you guys stick around regardless. Don't delete us from your uh, your feeds because that way you'll be pleasantly surprised when we uh, start uploading episodes pretty regularly again. How about that? Uh, so with that in mind, we are available on all of the major. Uh, podcasting platforms so apple podcasts google podcasts uh which should also include youtube music uh spotify all of that stuff podbean feel free to find us there uh subscribe to us follow us leave us a rating all that good stuff we are also over on youtube just do a search for the geek easy podcast and hit that subscribe button that way if you guys prefer to see the video version uh or if that's just where you listen to your stuff you know you can follow us that way as well so lots of different Different ways to follow us on whatever your preferred app is. All right, guys, anything else you'd like to add to end off the year? No. Yep. Nope. <laughs> 2020, nope. That's all we got. <laughs> 2020, bad, yay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, until next time, I am Pixel Dan. I'm Jerry McCaffrey. And Jonathan Leonard. We'll see you guys in 2021. Take care, everybody. The Geek Easy Podcast is a production of PixelDan.com. Musical tracks used in the intro and outro are used with full permission of the respective owners or creators. Intro and outro narrations are provided by me, Brian T. Stevenson. PixelDan.com's The Geek Easy Podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are those solely of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily represent those of PixelDan.com or any other party. Be sure to join us next time for another installment of the Geek Easy Podcast.